Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Baba Kama Daf Yotes. We're starting on the fourth line. We are continuing and continuing to analyze the world of Tsuroros. Tsuroros is a halachal emotionally Sinai that when an animal kicks up a rock and it then damages something, uh, so that has a special din. It's a machlokas tanaim if it's chatzin nezek or if it's nezek shalim. But nevertheless, Tsuroros is a halachal emotionally Sinai. So we're analyzing different iterations. Housekeeping note, tomorrow night we are not in person, but we are live on Zoom in Mirzashem if, if my flight is on time. Uh, if you don't hear from me, that's a good sign. That means that Shira is going to be on time. If uh, things change, I'll let you know. The Gemara says on your test, Madala, four lines down, Boy Rabashi, Yeshinui Litsroros Larvia, Nezek. Oh, Ain Shinui Litsroros Larvia, Nezek. Is there such a thing as paying a quarter? We've spoken about Nezek Shalim, and we've spoken about Chatzi Nezek. But perhaps Tsuroros, which is one degree removed from regular misbehaviors, maybe that should get a din of Revia. So the Gemara says, maybe Tifsha Lemi de Rava. Perhaps we can answer this question from the world of Rava. The boy Rava, Rava asked a question, and we saw this question in yesterday's daf. What was his question? Yesh Tsuroros, So what we had asked there is, is it possible for there to be Muad by the world of Tsuroros? That's what we were discussing. And the Gemara uh, says over here, Michlal, the Ein Shinui. Based on the fact that we're asking about Nuad, it doesn't seem to be that we could lower the status from Chatzinezik. The only question is, can we raise it from Chatzinezik to Nezik Shalim? Not can we lower it from Nezik, from Chatzinezik to Revia? So says the Gemara, that's not a good answer. We're on your testament, all of 10 lines down. Dilma, perhaps Rava was only Imtim Salomar. Uh, if you wanted to say that if you want to say that there really isn't a shinui in in uh, in punishment down to Rivia, still we can still ask the question of but really there's no guaranteed way to infer from this brisa it's not a brisa from this question of Rava one way or the other about the world of Tsuroros and therefore the Gemara says we don't know the answer as to whether or not there's something called a Rivia. Are there quarters in regards to Tsuroros, yes or no? It's an interesting question because the Gemara doesn't present it anywhere other than in this question. But nevertheless, it's a question asked and left as a take. Yud Testament, Allah, 12 lines down, by Ravashi. We've already discussed this, so get elsewhere. Koach kocho sumchos ke kocho dami olo. We know that sumchos holds that when it's kocho, the punishment is nezek shalim. Uh, what about koach kocho? What if I do a maisa and that through uh, gram leads to another maisa? Do we say koach kocho is the same as kocho? Yes or no? The Gemara says, Mi gomir halacha umukila bekoach kocho. Do we take the halacha l'moshmi sinai and extend it even to koach kocho? Namely, we know what tsuroros is. Tsuroros is when the animal steps on a rock in just the right way, it kicks off and it breaks my car window. So what if it breaks my car window and then my car window damages the seat inside the car? So how far do we take the koach kocho? Is it just the first thrust uh, is that kocho? Is that where we would say, according to Sumchus, that the halacha l'mosh misinai applies? Or no, once we get removed one step too far, then it's no longer in the world of tsuros. Or delma, or perhaps logamir halacha klal. Perhaps we don't extend this to the world of uh, the halacha l'mosh misinai at all. Says the Gemara Teku, we don't know the answer to that question either about the world of Sumchus. We had quoted in our in an earlier source in the Tanoim, quarter of the way down, if an animal was kicking, oh, or as it steps, it's kicking rocks out, and and that rock that kicks out breaks something, this is a classical case of Tsuroros. 
The Gemara says, who let's analyze this. Hey, what is the actual case? Maybe here's possibility number one. We'll soon see that this brysa, what we're going to try to figure out over the next many lines, this is our brysa like the Rabbanon, that chatzinezek tzroros, that I should say that tzroros is chatzinezek, or no, is it like Sumchus that it's Nezek Shalem? So do we say, first like the Rabbanon, that really the case is uh, the animal kicked and it caused immediate damage, oh, or Tzororos Keorchai, it's either walking and causing damage, or the word Tzororos, then Meshalem Chatzin Nezek V'Rabbanonhi, Odilma, or perhaps, no, we've misunderstood the Brisa. And really, really the case is Haisa Mevaetes Vihizika Bibiuta, Ots Roros Machmas Biut. Either it's walking and as it kicks, it breaks pottery, or the animal forcefully kicks a rock and that rock then goes to break something, then Meshalim Chatzin Nezek, and that would be Haki Orche, and therefore Meshalim Nezek Shalim Umani Sumchasi. Do we say that our Brisa about Biut of kicking, is it like the Rabbanon and Chatzin Nezek? Or is it like Sumchos and Nezek Shalim? So the Gemara says halfway down on your test, Aleph, let's see if we can figure this out. We're going to be going today until the top of Chaf Amar Aleph, and that is how far we're going to get. So the Gemara tries to answer this question as follows Toshma, just about halfway down into the line. Darsa al Hakli Shavarto, an animal steps on a utensil and it breaks. So if an animal steps and breaks clean number one, and then a shard from clean number one kicks out and breaks clean number two. So here we saw a distinction in punishments. Because that's ki orche, that's totally normal. An animal's walking, he doesn't look at what he steps on. He steps on a shard, a shard he steps on a pottery, uh, a jug made of pottery, and it breaks. On that he's chayv nezek shalem, nezek. On, on clean number two, which was broken by a shard from clean number one, there the din is that it's chatzinezek. So says the Gemara, we're trying to figure out who the author of our b'risa is. No problem. This is Pasha. If, you, if you're going to say in the b'risa that there's a din of chatzinezek, now we know it's not sumchus. Sumchus is a one-trick pony. So therefore this b'risa can't be sumchus. It must be that the b'risa is the Rabbanon. The Gemara says, well, maybe when our Brysa says that the punishment of Rishon is Nezek Shalem, what I said was on clean number one is not really correct. It's the damage that was caused by clean number one to clean number two. And the Shani, Shani Lahataza. And the second has to do with a further damage down the line. And maybe Sumchus makes a distinction. And he says, Kocho is where he would say that Sororos is Nezek Shalim. But Koach Kocho, he might say, no, he might say that that's Chatzin Nezek. So there's a way to manipulate, and it is a manipulation, to manipulate this Brisa, uh, to say, like Sumchus, so it says the Gemara, if that's true, as we argued yesterday, and when we saw this line of the Gemara, Ravashi, that's a problem because then we would have had an answer to Ravashi's question. What did Ravashi ask? So we should have said, We should have said, based on our b'risa, if our understanding of the Mishnah that we learned, we learned at the two dots a third of the way down, if that Mishnah that we learned is like Sumchus. And the only way to manipulate and learn that Mishnah like Sumchus is to say that Kocho is different than Koach Kocho. So then Ravashi should have said, we have a Raya Brura over here on the top of Daf Yotesimadal, but he did not. So therefore, it cannot be that this Brisa is like the Shita of Sumchus. And we are about two-thirds of the way down, three lines before the wide lines.
And the Gemara says, you're right, really, Ravashi Kirabonan Mukila. Ravashi explains this Mishnah within the world of the Rabbanan. Really, here is the question that Ravashi was talking about. Says the Gemara as follows. Let's say that an animal is kicking while it's walking and causing damage. Or it's kicking up a rock and inadvertently breaks something, but that's considered orchayu, that's considered normal and routine for an animal. In such a case, chatzinezek. So says the Gemara, if that's true, would we then say, and this was Ravashi at the top of the page, we're blending these two sigas together. Would we then say that the 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 kicking, the secondary kicking, would be a revia, shinui, and it's considered abnormal? It's not orchayu. O Dilma, no. That really Even if you want to say that we have a, a way to learn this according to the Rabbanon, that e, the second case is chatzinezik. Maybe we should say it's like revia. Maybe we should say it's even lower. Take we still don't know. We've doubled down on that question, on that answer, I should say, that we don't know about this idea of Revia. Uh, so far in the first 18, 19 blot of the Gemara, this idea hasn't been found a single time, discussed twice in one page and rejected. And as well, the author of the Brisa, one-third of the way down, which is Haisa Mivaetas, is the Rabbana. Another question. Second of the wide lines at the two dots. So Rav Abba Bar Mamel was the one who asked the question. We just don't know who he asked it to. Let's say your animal is walking in a place where it's filled with rocks. Definitely he's going to be kicking up rocks. Nothing to talk about. It's not two, three, four rocks. He's walking in a field of rocks. And then, even though it would have automatically kicked up rocks, risking breaking things, even though that's true, then but then it forcefully kicked a rock in an abnormal kind of way. How would we view that? Do we say, since no matter what, he's walking through a field of rocks, damage is going to happen one way or the other, one way or the other, then it's still orchehu, even though the cow kicked a little more forcefully. Or perhaps now, even though you're walking through a field of rocks, but when the cow kicks in an abnormal way and then that rock goes to break something, maybe it's not normal. Maybe we is going to be Chayab Nazak Shalom and it's not going to be Tzoros. Here too, the Gemara says, Teku. This case is a little strange. The animal specifically kicked a rock. You're right. No matter every step he takes, he's going to kick up Tzoros. That's true. But when you kick, it kicks harder and it kicks further. Nevertheless, the Gemara calls that a Teku. Three-fourths of the way down, first words on the line after the two dots. An animal is walking in a public domain. And a rock kicks up and causes damage. What's the din? Two possibilities. Is it le Do we treat this like a case of karen? And therefore, he's going to be chayev, like he would be in any other case of Karen, Chatzin, Ezek, the animal we assume at this point is a tam. Odilma told the regal Huptura. Is it the av, in which case he's chayev, Chatzin, Ezek? Or is it the tolda, in which case he's putter, because the tolda of regal in Rishus HaRabim is putter? So the Gemara says, Amar Lehmi Stabra tolda the regal. It seems to me, says the Gemara, it seems to me that it's a tolda of regal, and therefore you're going to be putter, Rishus HaRabim. 
Let's say that you are, uh, your animal's walking outside. He steps on a rock in, in a public domain. And just like a golf ball on a golf course, the ball goes off the public fair and it hits someone's window and breaks it. So what would be the din there, Mahu? Because on the one hand, if you say it's if you say that an animal that does tsroros in Rishus Harabim is putter, but had he been in the Rishus Hanizak, he would have been Chayev. So what happens if you're standing in a place where you would have been putter, but the rock traveled to a place where you'd be chayev? How do we how do we fit those two things together? So Kira in Kana Yeshkan. If it would have landed over here in, in Rishus Harabim, you would have been putter. So how can you be chayev in another Rishus? The animal standing in a rishus that bats him is putter for him. So we shouldn't assume anything different. We'll soon see that we're going to reject this. So says the Gemara, Eisve, wait one second. How can you say such an idea? That just because the animal is standing in rishus harabim, where typically things are putter, that therefore, if the rock travels into a private domain, he would still be putter. After all, Eisve, the Gemara says, If an animal is walking and kicks up a rock, is that wherever the animal is, if he's in Rishus Hayachid and he kicks up a rock, he's going to be account, accountable. And if he's in Rishus Harabim, he's also going to be accountable. My love, isn't it the case that he teases Rishus Harabim, Vizika Rishus Harabim? Isn't our understanding over here that he would even be Chayib in Rishus Harabim? Says the Gemara Lo, that is not our understanding of that Brisa. Our, our understanding of the Brisa is even worse. Seven, eight lines from the bottom. That's our case where we see that you're chayev. We've reinterpreted the brysa, that if a cow is standing in a public domain and steps on the ground and hits a rock in such a way where it goes into Rishus Hayachid and breaks your window, you said a moment ago that if a cow does this, if he's standing in Rishus Harabim and kicks up a rock into Rishus Hayachid, your putter, Says the Gemara, what about this price, which implies not like that? Says the Gemara, I changed my shita. We're going to see this um, flow a few times, this shock of Atari a few times right now, trying to prove uh, that this initial response is not correct. What we're going to see is like we just saw here, that when an animal is in Rishus HaRabin, and it kicks up a rock and the rock travels into Rishus HaYachit and breaks a window, creates that nice little spider crack, the din is... The din is that you're going to be held accountable for such a thing. It says the Gemara Eisve. I'll bring you another brisa that shows a similar thing. Darsa al hakli. Let's say that a cow steps on a on a on a utensil ushvarto and breaks it. al kli acher and he breaks uh, uh, one of the pieces from uh, kli number one breaks and then goes to break kli number two. So as we said above, alabisha mishalim nezek shalim alacher mishalim chalti nezek. The Tanya law, what did we learn about that price? When is that true? That's only true in Rishus Hanizak. But if this happens in Rishus Rabim, where my cow steps on clean number one and it breaks clean number two, there, on the first one, he's going to be putter because it's Orche, he's just walking, no big deal. He's in Rishus Rabim. Then on the second one, he's going to be Chayev because it's Sreros. So the Gemara says, my love, isn't it the case that this b'risa is he tiza b'rshus harabim v'hizika b'rshus harabim, that all the damage happened in the same rshus? Says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, lo, no, that's not correct. Rather, he tiza b'rshus harabim v'hizika b'rshus hayachid. Ay, ve'amres akira e'en kan anocha yeshkan. 
you wanted to say that perhaps in a case where that cow does the stepping in Rishus HaRabim, and that rock then, as a projectile, leaves Rishus HaRabim and goes into Rishus HaYachid, that they're chayv. How can you say that? You said earlier, your pater, Amar Le Hadribi. You're right. I already told you. I changed my shita. Says the Gemara Eini, is this really true that you changed your shita? Turning to the top of your testament base, one more Amun to go. Says the Gemara, but Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan teaches us a din a little bit later in the Masechta and Daf Chavav. He teaches us, Ein Chati Nezek Chaluk Loler Shus Hayachid Loler Shus Harabim, that there's no difference in Chati Nezek between the worlds of Shus Hayachid and the worlds of Shus Harabim. My love, he teaches Shus Harabim, Vizika Shus Harabim. Aren't you even talking about? Or aren't you only talking about, I should say, when you are only within one Rishus, all Rishus HaRabim, that's when we would say that there's no difference in Chati Nezek. Says the Gemara, Lo, that's not correct. Rather, he teaser Rishus HaRabim, Vizika Rishus HaYachid. The case must be that this statement of Rav Yochanan, where there's no difference between Chati Nezek and Rishus HaYachid and Rishus HaRabim, the Gemara says that that's only true, that talking even in a case of Rishus HaRabim, where the damage began in Rishus HaRabim, and as a projectile, it landed in Rishus HaYachid. It says the Gemara again for the third time, but we already saw that you held differently in this regard. We already saw that you can't say that a cow that's in Rishus HaRabim that should be Pater because it's Karen. You can't say that if the projectile would then go into Rishus HaYachid that you're Chayim. Yes, I can. Hadri B, I changed my Shita. Another possible way to understand Rav Yochanan's comment at the top of the page where he said, that Chatzin Ezek doesn't distinguish between Rishus HaYachid and Rishus HaRabim, is that Ibai Seima Kiyama Reb Yochanan Akeren. That's only talking about a regular case of Karen, but not a case of Tzirotis. So a lot of subtlety. Uh, learning Masechus Babakama is uh, like, it's trudging through snow. It's, it's every line it requires work. It's a hard Masechta in that regard. No one concept so far is impossible to understand. It's not inherently so difficult, but every step requires thinking. We'll get a little bit of a break later. But in general, every step of Babakama, it's a, a little bit of a harder Masechta in that regard. But nevertheless, we have to we have to be able to figure it out. We have to learn the Masechta to understand it properly. al -Buryam. So the Gemara says, seven lines down, six lines down, Yasi Rav Yehuda Nesiyah. Rav Yehuda Nesiyah was the grandson of Rebbe, not Rav Yehuda Hanasi. Rav Yehuda Nesiyah, Rebbe Oshaya, they were standing Akila de Rabbi Huda. They were standing on the porch of Rabbi Huda. Nafak Milsa They were talking and learning. Kishkisha Bizanva Mahu. Let's say that you have a horse, an animal that has a tail, and the animal is wagging its tail, and the wagging of the tail causes damage. Amar Le'idach, the other guy said, What? You're going to walk around with Chiyoch Zena Bizanva Ve'elech? You think that it's a normal shmira to walk around and hold on to the tail of the horse so that it doesn't? That's ridiculous. No, it's normal behavior. Says the Gemara, the same should be true in regards to Karen. We should say, maybe we should say that with the, the animal's horns, you should walk around and hold the animal's horns. So why do you distinguish and say that we have don't have to hold on to the horn? Why would you even ask the question in the first place? You think our obligation is to hold the horn of an animal so that he never gores? That's ridiculous. Says the Gemara, that's not even close to true. It's not normal for an animal to gore. However, ha urche, but the moving of the tail of an animal, every cow, every well, I don't know if cows have tails, every animal that has tails move their tails every day, thousands of times a day. But we don't assume that an animal is going to gore. So I'm allowed to ask. 
There is a distinction between the two cases. That's why the, what the Gemara says. So the Gemara says, But if what you're saying is that it's normal, if you're saying that this behavior is so normal, not only do we not have to hold on to the Karen of an animal because it's abnormal, certainly we don't have to hold on to the tail of an animal when it's even more normal. So then what were you asking about in the first place about the tail? So he qualifies. He says, you're right. I wasn't so clear about my question. What I was asking about was kishkush yaseira mibayale. What if the animal is shaking its tail more than normal and therefore it causes damage? Would we say that that's orche or would we say that that's not orche? The Gemara then changes its question, asking about a different body part, about the uh, reproductive organs of an animal. Let's say that the Aver Tashmish was moving about and with potentially was breaking something. Just like it's true that when an animal gores with a Karen, it has a desire to gore with the Karen. It knows what it's doing with the Karen. So too, perhaps we should say, we should say the same thing with the reproductive organ, that if it's going to, the animal knows what it's doing. It doesn't have a knowledge of uh, the space of the of the Ever Atashmish. Odilma, no, it's just Karen Kavanasalahazik. Only when it comes to a Karen, when it comes to a horn, that's a tool used for damage. But the Ever Tashmish by an animal ain't Kavanasalahazik. That is definitely not the uh, the way that an animal would damage something. So says the Gemara, take away. We don't know the answer to that. The halacha is, is not clear on that case. We're a third of the way down on New Testament base, continuing and trying to understand more iterations of the case of Tsuroros. Says the Gemara Hatarnagolin Muadin Lahalech Kedarkan Shaber. We had said that an animal, a bird, is muad uh, to walk around and break things. And then we spoke about a case where there was a string that got stuck on its leg, and the string then uh, caused other things to break. So, in regards to that string, which was referred to, um, which was referred to as the Dalil, the Gemara says, Amaravuna Loshanu. That's only if the animal got tangled up in this rope on its own. But if a man intentionally tied something to the leg of the chicken so that things could break, then, uh, of course, the owner is going to be chayet. So says the Gemara, if the animal got all tangled up in something all, up, all by himself, who are you saying is going to be chayet? There's two options. There's either the owner of that which is attached to the bird or the owner of the bird. Ilema, halfway down, Ilema Bal Hadalil. If you want to say that the person who's going to be Chayev is the person who owns the string and item that's attached to the chicken, so then, hey, Chidami, what's the case? If really the owner of the, the rope that's attached to his leg had really hidden this rope and the uh, chicken somehow managed to get into the barn and got stuck in it, Anusu, that's not his fault. He put it away in a responsible way. And if you want to say that it wasn't put away properly, then then the din is that if the person's a poshea, and therefore, of course, he's going to be held accountable. So that can't be it because both of those are obvious. Ella says the Gemara, perhaps we'd want to say perhaps we'd want to say that the person who's going to be held accountable is the chicken. Says the Gemara, why is it over here in regards to the chicken? Where we said that he's going to be chayev, nezek, we would say kule nezek to We're not even charging this guy nezek shalim for what he did. Ki ish bor below shore bor. That when we talk about a bor, we don't apply it 
to a boar that has come about because of another animal. So this chicken is walking around with a rope attached to it, tripping people. That doesn't count. So the same thing should be true by So you shouldn't be high of anything at all. So the Gemara says, you're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense to say that this is the case, that this is the case of the Delil. Rather, Ella, two-thirds of the way down, almost two-thirds of the way down, Ella must nisen aduye, the bird managed to throw something with its wing or kick something in a unique way where it appeared like it was thrown. That is the case that we are dealing with, and that is where our Mishnah has the qualification of Rav Huna. And says the Gemara, Bechi itmar de Rav Huna be'alma itmar. Actually, it was said about something else. And here's what it was said about. Delil hefker. If you have a rope or you have something that's just kind of hanging about in the field and it's hefker, and it's a, then the Gemara says, Amar Rav Huna, Niksha Meilav, if it got connected to the bird's foot by itself, putter, Kishra Adam Chayv, if a person tied it to him intentionally, then Chayv. My, Mishum Mai Chayv, what is he Chayv for? Amar Rav Huna, Bar Manoach, Mishum Boro HaMisgalgel Beragle Adamu Beragle Behem. He's going to be held accountable for borohamiskalgil. We saw this idea before about a boar that moves. This is basically a dangerous item or an item that can be dangerous that moves about. So if you intentionally tie it to a chicken, knowing that the chicken's going to walk around and cause people to trip, you're going to be held accountable for that. Last of the short lines, starting with the new Mishnah. This part's the easier part for the day. It says the Gemara Ketzad Hashen Muedes. What's a case of an animal that with that that with its teeth can cause damage? Says the Gemara, the case of Shane Muedes is Lacholas Harawila. That's when it's normal to eat a food that's normal to eat. You have an orchard of uh, of oranges. You have a camel. Camel walks over to the tree, takes a bite of an orange. 100 percent normal, totally normal behavior. An animal is considered muad from the time he's born. You put him near fruit and vegetables, he's gonna eat them. What if the animal was achla ksuso kelim? He ate clothing or he ate a kli, some type of utensil. The halacha is mishalim chatsi nezek. When would this be the case? When do we say that if an animal eats something abnormal that you're chayav chatsi nezek, that's only birshus hanizak, but, but birshus harabim, you'd be pater. Then the Gemara says, Vim if there's Hana, Mishalemis Masha Nehenes, we're not going to learn what this means today, but seemingly based on Hana, one would have to pay. Ketzad Mishalemis Masha Nehenes, what then would be the din where he's Mishalemis Masha Nehenes, says the Gemara. If he ate something that was in the middle of the road, then okay, Mishalemis Masha Nehenes. But Mitzide Harachava, if he eats it from the side of the road, so then, that's a little bit different. So then, uh, he only pays for exactly what he should be paying for and not the, the amount that he enjoyed it. If an animal um, does damage at the opening of a store, it pays what it enjoyed. If it caused damages inside a store, again, we don't know what this means yet. We're going to have to learn the Gemara. The Mishnah is a little enigmatic and we'll get there. Let's start with the open of the Gemara, 15 lines or so from the bottom on your test of the base, heading to the top of Chaf and Aleph, where we're going to stop for the night. The Gemara says, We know that an animal that causes damage by eating, that the din is that he's considered mu'ah to eat that which it's normal to eat. 
Again, the example of a, of a camel in an orchard. Put food in front of him, he's going to eat it. Uh, excuse me. Ketzad, what's the case? An animal walks in to the field of the one who is who is being damaged. And he eats fruit off of the tree. And he drinks liquids that are normal for him. He's drinking out of a pond. The Allah is Mashalim Nazik Shalim. He's in the Rishus Hanizak. Pashad, he's Muad. And uh, they shouldn't have been done this way. So you're Chayb Nazik Shalim. The Chayin says the Mishnah, says the Brisa. Hanizak. If you have a wild animal that goes into the property of the Nizak, the Tarfa Behemav Achla Basar, and it uh, destroys an animal and eats it, the halacha is Meshalim Nezek Shalim. That you're obligated to pay Nezek Shalim in such a case. Upara Sha'achla Seorin. If you have a cow that eats Seorin barley, the Chamor Sha'achla Sha'achal Karshinin. You have a donkey that eats karshinin. You have a dog that is licking, lapping up oil. These last two things are uncommon, says the Gemara. It's achila al hadchak, as we'll soon see. That's very valuable to know. Now that we know that when an animal eats something only al hadchak, that it's still Shmei Achila. So then, what should then be the case? Then, Shunra da Achal Tamre, a cat who eats a date, which it doesn't normally do. The Chamra, a mule da Achal Binisa, that eats fish, which it also doesn't normally do. Then, the Chorim, Meshalem Nezek Shalem. Because what the Gemara had shown us, what the Gemara had shown us is that when an animal eats something that it doesn't typically eat, you're still Chayab Nezek Shalem. What does that show you? Achila al Yedei Hadchak, is Shema Achila. How do we know? Because they're Chayv Nezek Shalim. And the only time you're Chayv Nezek Shalim by Shane is, is when it's Ra'ila. So if, if any food that the animal is willing to eat is now considered Ra'ila, even if it's not his favorite food, even if it's only Achila Yedeyad Chak. The Gemara tells a little bit of a halachic story. Five lines from the bottom. Ahu Chamra, there was a donkey. He ate bread and he ate the bread basket. Hungry little guy. Says the Gemara, He says that he's obligated, Rabbi Yehuda says, that the owner of this uh, mule is obligated to pay Nezek Shalem on the Nahama, on the bread, but on the basket, he's only obligated to pay Chatzin Nezek. Why? On the basket. Why? Because since it's normal for the animal to pay, to eat Nama, to eat bread, we should have thought that it's also his way to eat the the basket. Says the Gemara. The Achal Bahadar Palis. We're talking about a case where first the animal ate the bread, which is normal. And then afterwards the animal ate the basket, which is not normal. If the way that the animal ate the bread was by eating the basket with the bread inside, that's considered uh, to all be one. But when they're eaten separately, then the onshin are different. When they're eaten separately, bread first, basket later, your chayav nezek shalim on the bread, your chayav chatsi nezek on the basket. Says the Gemara, upas urchehu, is bread a normal thing for a chamor to eat? Urminhu, we have a brisa, three lines from the bottom. 
If you have an animal that eats bread and that eats meat and that eats cooked meat, then it's mishalim chatzinezek. Chatzinezek. That that's not that's not that's not muad of shame. If it's muad of shame, it's nezek shalim, like our Mishnah said at the top of the Mishnah. Kate's out of shame muedes eating roila shows you that bread is not roila. Says the Gemara, my love be behema. Aren't we talking about an animal? Says the Gemara, lo, we're talking about bechaya. Says the Gemara, achaya. Wait one second. Achaya is basar urchehu. How can you say that achaya doesn't have a derech to eat meat? That, go look in the jungle. Achayas eat meat all the time. Says the Gemara, yes, they do, but they don't grill them first. Says the Gemara, dematvi. We're talking about an animal that's grilled. It's abnormal for an animal in the jungle to eat cooked meat. It's abnormal for us to eat uncooked meat. So that would be a huge distinction. It's a fascinating thing. What we consider a delicacy of cooked meat is something that an animal in the jungle would never eat. They would not, they're not interested. They're not used to it. That's not what they eat. Uh, it's probably gross to them, I would imagine. Don't know. I've never tried it. That's what the Gemara says. The Baisema Batavia, perhaps we're talking about a deer, where in fact a deer has a different association to bread as well. Rashi says at the bottom, middle of the line, Batavia, Tsvi ain darko bepasu basar. They are, I guess they're herbivores. I don't know. Do they not eat any meat at all? I have no idea. It seems from the Gemara that deer don't eat meat. The Gemara continues, Really, we are talking about a behema, but but the food is, as Rashi says, They're not so civilized. They're not coming to the table and eating food off the table. I think those who have dogs might argue that that's not true. Uh, dogs come to the table all the time to eat food. Nevertheless, the Gemara assumes this to be an answer. One last short story for tonight, and then we'll stop. Again, a halachic story. Top of Chafam Aleph, top word, top line. Ahu Barcha. There was a goat. Rashi says a Barcha is an aids. The Chazalifta that saw some type of vegetable, a turnip, a Puma Dedana. And he saw this on top of a barrel, at the mouth of a barrel, not knowing his own weight. Sarich Salik, he jumped up and went over there to eat the turnip. And Achla Lalifta, as he was eating the turnip, Vitabre Ladana, and he broke the barrel. So now two things were damaged by this animal. Damage number one was the food, the turnip. Damage number two was the barrel. So what's the din? Chaive Rava, Alifta, Adana Nezek Shalim. He said, both of them are going to be Chayv Nezek Shalim. Ask the Gemara, my time Says the Gemara, since it's normal for the animal to eat turnip, and it just happens to be that the turnip is on top of the barrel, it's also normal for him to jump up on top of the barrel and to eat it over there. So therefore, those two actions are in one fell swoop. If you leave a turnip on top of the barrel and an animal jumps up on top of the barrel to eat the turnip and the barrel breaks, that's all one thing. And they're all going to be Chayv Nezek Shalem because that is Orchehu. We're going to stop right here, five lines down on Chafu Baralef. We'll pick up Emir Tzashem tomorrow night, live on Zoom at 8.45, but not in person. Wishing you all a beautiful night.